I know nothing of this Penrod you speak of. Do you judge me only by my Kolos heritage? Well, if it's violence you want, come, test your metal against mine. You have certainly brought enough men to make the challenge interesting. Last time on Lost Legends of Scadriel. Be free, little one. Make your own adventure. What I'm going to do, I'm going to take out my biddles, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to just sort of scatter him all over Tony while he's sleeping there, and take my bird out and give him a, give him something to do. Wah! What is going on? Nowhere in this room that you've been laid down can you find your hat. Or fluffles. No! I see him going for the edge. I'm going to go grab him. Lord Falcombe rushes over to grab Tony. What do you do? I just mutter idiots and go back to looking out. Lord Falcombe would try and look out for another vessel. The name's Dale Bowman. Welcome aboard. You found my boat. I thought it was gone for good. This isn't your boat. It looks an awful lot like it, but trust me, this is not your boat. Aye, it isn't his boat. It's my boat. You promised it to me. Sir, I will pay you one and a half times the value of that boat if you turn back around and take me to go find him. He's not listening to her. She's going to kick him. Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadrill Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor. I go by 5th of Daybreak on the 17th Shard Forums, and with me are the rest of the Lost Legends. Hi, I'm John. My username is Clovermite, and I play Tony Darkomancy. I'm David, and I play Lord Falcombe. My name is Brian, and my character goes by the name of Tajmil. My name's Kelly, and I play Merida. Let's jump back over to Merida and Tony. Leave me alone, Merida. Go away. Well, now you're just being immature. Get yourself up and just come with us. You're being more difficult than it needs to be. No. You do realize that what you're doing is compromising the whole team. And basically, you're doing one person over the whole. And if you do this, we might be forced to kick you out. Kick me out, then. (laughs) Uh, Tony is just going to get up off the floor and turn his back to her and then use his riding to, like, give a sense of hopelessness. Alright, then two and two nudges. Well, (laughs) I got three fives and two threes. You resist this just pressure that's causing you to feel like you're, you're frustrated and this is a lost cause. And you just kind of brush it off. Uh, let's jump over to Falcom and Tajmil. What are you two doing as Tony and Merida are fighting in the distance? Well, um, I'd probably just be passively observing for the most part. 
looking at the dude, the metallurgist, turn to him and say, you know, like, why don't me and you just cut out of this riffraff and just go back and get that nice fat reward? I don't know about any reward, but I, like I said, I'd sure like to see my family again. They don't even, I didn't get to talk to them before I was just spirited away. Yeah, but I'm sure that house we're bringing you to is chock full of gold. I, <laughs> I think you're overestimating how much I get paid, buddy. I, I'm sure whatever the city promised, because they're going to want me back. Whatever they promised, it's got to be, you know, something pretty good. I feel like I do good work. But I like du- double dipping, though. Hey, you're with this guy, right? I don't have to pay you guys anything for you coming to rescue me, do I? No payment is necessary. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this guy. We're going to take you to the Lord Mistborn's Manor, and there he'll take care of you. We'll receive our payment, and we'll be done. I mean, I, I guess I'd rather go home, but you might not be safe at home, and your safety is paramount. The Lord Mistborn can protect you better than anyone. Do you want a repeat of what you just went through? Oh, no, no, thank you. That's uh, quite all right. Are your friends going to be very long? I certainly hope not, but I don't think we'll add anything at this point in time. And I think we might just have to leave them if they refuse to come. All right, let's jump back to those two. Uh, Are you going to leave it here? Keep pressing the matter? I think Merida would just grab his ear and, like, pull him down and just be like, Okay, you little shit, if you're not going to come, we're going to leave you. And she'll start walking away. Well, Tony's going to just bat her arm away. All right, yeah, then let's make this physique versus physique. <laughs> oh, man. It's a, it's a throwdown of the weakest characters of the party. Oh, no. That's, it cracks me up. Yeah, I got nothing. Just a nudge. Uh, the nudge gives it to, to Tony. So, Tony, you just kind of, like, wave your arm and do, like, a sleight of hand thing and turn her around. Basically, and so like you, you fully expecting to like have his ear and be talking into it, Merida just shouts over the side of the ship at nothing. Listen, you little <laughs> shit! Just got judoed. She's gonna just turn around, glare at him, and walk off and leave him. All right, you walk down the gangplank. Tony, how do you react? Or Tony stares at the wall, arms crossed, and and just continues to be stubborn. All right, so Tajmil and Falcone, you see. A very frustrated-looking Mara walking towards you after hearing her shout, just in echoing in the distance. Oh, I shit. think as soon as like you, I heard the shout and like saw like any physical confrontation, Lord Falcone would probably head over there, and he'd pass Merida first. I'm guessing since she'd be walking away. Yep. All right. So he'd ask Merida, "What? What's he saying?" She's just kind of frustrated, and so she ignores you and keeps walking. <laughs> He's gonna walk up to the to Tony then. Tony, come on, let's go. Go. Let's drop off this man. It's going to be an hour trip. We'll be right back, and then we can all go search for Fluffles. I'm not stopping you. You need to come with us. You're part of our team. Why? Why do you need me? And he actually like turn turns back. We don't want you to die off on your own by yourself. All right, he considers that for a second. Are are you paying these men to fight for you? No. Do you plan on just 
finding fluffles and everything being hunky-dory. Yes. I think you need to be more cautious. Come with us. We'll head as soon as possible, prepared and ready. As soon as possible. As soon as possible, after dropping off the man standing over there on the docks. You promise? Yes. All right. And then, then Tony just kind of grudgingly gets up and then just stands there, like, listlessly, and then we'll just follow Falcom. All right, then I guess we go back and grab our person, our metallurgist, and head to the Lord Mistborn's manor. Merida, how far off did you walk? I just walked over to um, Tajmil. Okay, so you're standing next to him? Yes. It's only been about 15, 20 minutes since you guys arrived. And yet, there's this little runner boy who's just running right up to the docks and, like, kind of catches your eye just because, you know, you don't really see many messenger boys around this area of town. And he runs right up to Merida, and he's just panting, and there's sweat rolling down his face. And he says, this is for you. And he hands you a folded piece of paper. Merida looks at it confused and then cautiously opens it. On the inside, you see familiar handwriting. And it reads, Merida. We need to have a little chat, you and I. I don't like the way you've done your business with me. I'm calling you dead in due. Now. And then at the very bottom, it's signed Snee. Alright, well she's just gonna look at it and just be like, Okay guys, after we turn in this metallurgist, I have to go take care of this. Uh, right now only Tajmil's next to you, but Tajmil, you notice this runner come up and hand her this piece of paper. Uh, and then Tony and... Falcom, you uh, walk up, and you probably didn't see any of this because it was happening while you were talking on the ship. All right, gang, we're heading to the Mistborn, Lord Mistborn's manor, and everyone will get there safe and sound, and we'll take a moment to get our bearings, and we'll head straight away back to Fluffles. And if no one says anything, he's just going to grab the guy by the arm and start walking. All right, everybody give me a wits roll, except for Tony, because I'm just going to say he's not even paying attention. Nope. <laughs> uh, Tajmil, add two to your wits roll. Two to wits. Okay, so six. I got two ones and three fours. I have two fives and two threes, so... Yeah, I just have two sixes. Tajmil, uh, Lord Falcombe. Uh, you both notice this guy who's, like, flashing a hand signal your way. Tajmil, you recognize this guy. And Falcom, with two fives, I'm going to say that you notice Tajmil looking at him and see the spark of recognition. Oh, boy. Shoot. Yeah, I would, uh, can you give me, like, some of a backstory? I'm guessing that this guy is probably from my, like, thieving days. Yeah, and he it's basically a hand signal that means we need to meet soon. Do I see who he he's giving it directly to me? Yeah, like he kind of like stopped in front of you and then flashed this quick like movement of hands. So does the hand do I know anything in terms of like where he says to meet or something? Yeah, yeah. This is like all a prearranged thing that you've you've cooked up and he like basically flashed you the we need to get together. Okay, I, d I would just uh, 
try to play it off and make it seem like, you know, I, I, I don't know anything. Uh, after I, do I, do I notice that Lord Falcone catches a glimpse of me making eye contact and sort of having like a micro reaction response or something? Give me a wits minus one roll. Wits minus one. Okay. Uh, I got nothing. No, you don't notice. Falcone, do you react at all? Uh, yeah, he's going to walk up beside Tajmil. He's going to lay his arm across him and say, Thanks for the help out there, Tajmil. I hope everything will continue to go as planned, and he's going to squeeze his shoulder. <laughs> ah, yeah, it's it's going to go exactly as planned. <laughs> you just trust me on that. Get a little bit of mafia uh, innuendo going on there. So you guys walk into the Lord Mistborn's manor, and there's the same steward sitting there uh, in his terrace clothing, and he immediately recognizes Falster Bornham, the metallurgist who is with you guys. And he gets to his feet and starts exclaiming, My word, you brought him back in record time! What, it's only been two or three days? I, I cannot believe you'll have to tell us all about the adventure. I mean... Just look at him. What in the Lord Ruler, excuse me, what in harmony happened to this fine gentleman? He just goes up and down a huge gesture at Tony, who's, you know, still bloody in some places. He's got his huge black eye. His suit is absolutely ruined. Did you fight off a Coloss horde to bring him back to us, good sir? Tony just looks up and he says, it hurts. Well, I can imagine, and he kind of tugs at his collar a little, little nervously. So, um, Falsta, please, excuse my manners, let me fetch a servant to take you to your family who's been taking up residence in the manor since your unfortunate kidnapping. And he calls over another sewer, and uh, Falster looks back at you, and he, like, smiles and gives you a small wave and says, Listen, if you, if you ever need anything, you can always look me up, I'm... You know, pretty well known around these pots, so I'm sure I'd be able to help you if you ever have anything metal related. We sure will. You stay safe out there, Fauster. Hoping to stay safe in here for a little while. Get to know my wife a little better. Uh, (laughs) He gets let off, and the uh, steward turns back to you. Well, I'm I'm certain you want your ATM. Please uh, follow me this way. And he turns and he starts walking down further into the manor. Uh, you get about into where you would think maybe the center of it is. Like, it's still guest area, so it's well furnished and everything. But it's a little further into the inner workings of the house than you'd normally expect to be taken just coming to visit. Or, you know, if you were get, being given a tour even. And he opens up a room. And inside of the room, there is a guard posted in front of a safe. And he, uh, the steward nods to the guard, and the guard takes a key out of his uniform and unlocks the safe, opens it up, and there is a single pouch in the safe that the steward picks up and holds out in an open palm towards you guys. This is the bead of Atium, and your just reward for serving the city of Elendel so well. I just look at it with my eyes start like glowing and have like dollar symbols or whatever currency uh, abbreviation that they use. <laughs> so in anime terms, your nose just started bleeding. Yes. 
Uh, Lord Falcone's going to stretch out his hand and uh, grab it if he can. Absolutely. All right. And then he's going to walk over to Tony, hand it to him and say, until we get Fluffles, you hold on to this. Tony just kind of listlessly takes it and puts it in his pocket. Take care of it. And I am going to pause us for just a moment and pull David away into a separate channel. Entering private chat. Falcom, in your head you hear, You know what must be done with all Apians. Did he hear that before or after he had handed it off? As soon as you pick it up. Okay, he's going to hand it off as soon as he hears that. Meanwhile... Oh boy, it just gets real. Alright, so now we gossip about them while they're gone. Entering public chat. Alright, Tony, you get handed a uh, bag full of ATM, well, full of one piece of ATM, and you said you just put it in your pocket? Yeah, he pretty much just takes it, and then, you know, he's just going through the motions. Alright, uh, the steward is going to say, well, before you take off, I would very much like, just like to get all of your names so we can spread the word of your heroic deeds throughout the city. Oh, my name is Tajmil. I th- I think we'll go anonymously. We don't want any bad attention. We We did have to incapacitate. Four or five men, if I remember correctly. No, they no, might no. Have by friends all means. or family that might want to do that to us. So I, I think Lord we should Falcone. keep our names Lord secret. Falcone. There, there's no such thing as bad publicity. There is when it directs someone towards you that shouldn't be around you. Tony just blurts his name out. Tony. <laughs> so Tony and Tajmil. Yeah, and this is Merida, and this is Lord Falcone. Come on, what, what the heck, guys? Merida just glares at you and elbows you harshly. I would appreciate it if you put out no reports of my name. I, I, I understand your concerns, but believe me, we're getting this security thing well in hand. The Lord Mistborn has proposed before the council a new special army, but for patrolling the general city. And I'm, I'm certain this will become a, a great institution that will lead Elendel to become a bastion of safety. Just trust in us to take care of things, and you will not be disappointed. How much of that has been completed now? Don't you worry about the workings of this city, my good lord. We, we will I mean, have it firmly in hand. Do you not trust the handpicked of the survivor? Your most important metallurgist was stolen right from you. I don't trust you with anything at this a point in time. A couple of amateurs got him back no problem. Obviously, the threat couldn't have been too bad. Anyway, thanks for coming. But that's have by a the great skin day. of our teeth, And he though. rushes you out the door, uh, closes it behind you, and there's a servant waiting in the hall who starts leading you towards the front. Merida scribbles stuff down in a notebook as they leave. Like, how far are we from Tony's apartment? Uh, probably a good uh, hour's walk or so, maybe a little less. I wouldn't be opposed to going back to Tony's apartment, because wouldn't it be getting late by this point? Uh, it's probably about midday. Oh, oh, okay. You got into the docks early, and then maybe an hour or so to get over to the Miss Bourne, uh, to Spook's house. I suggest that we head back to the apartment, patch Tony up a bit, and then we head right on our way back to the docks. We might be able to find something more reasonable than what you promised that man, Tony. Uh, I think he's already been paid at this point. 
Then we can get back to the docks as soon as you're bandaged up. We just need to uh, get some supplies from your house or on the way and we can be off. I would be looking f- around for a place to get something to eat, I think, at about this time. It's lunchtime, you know. There's food at the manor. Tony just kind of, like, mumbles out. Oh, well, it's an hour away, though. I mean... It's a big city. Do I have any vittles or anything that I can eat still, or...? No, I think you would have eaten those. I think we accounted for them at some point in the last episode. Okay. Is there any food, is there any, like, food carts or markets nearby? I could just go snake off and try and get something to eat, kind of separate from the I mean, if you wanted to separate from the group, there's probably nothing stopping you at this point from just kind of walking off. Okay. Unless other people are like, hey, you know, you need to stay with us. Oh, all right. Well, then I'll just, I'll just go with the group. Any other objections before uh, we get back to Tony's? What would you guys like to do? Uh, you, I, I'm going to look for something to eat. You know, I was promised food when we got here originally. Yeah, Tony waves the servants over, instructs them to feed and allow everyone to bathe if they, they choose. And he goes to get a change of clothes. I would, uh, probably be eating these things, but I would be keeping an eye on where Tony goes, uh, to change his clothes at this point. Just, uh, <laughs> make a note of it. <laughs> Do you, do you follow him over there or just kind of? Yeah, like, no, yeah, I would if, if I'm, if I'm, am I able to do this though without the group noticing? It's like. Probably not. Yeah, if you go and you follow him to like his personal quarters, people are going to notice. But if you just kind of like take a note, all right, this is the way that he went to. Okay, I'll, that's what, that's exactly what This isn't Skyrim. You can't just crouch and be like unseen. <laughs> No, I, I just, uh, I didn't know if it's like, it's a big mansion, you know, I didn't know if it was like something that we, uh, just sort of diverged as soon as we got there and someone went over to, like, go wash or whatever. And I mean, it's more like a, a medium-sized apart- or apartment or house. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably more yeah, like he, a house. He wanted his own place. This isn't like the main family manor. This is just kind of like something cheap, you know, cheap for rich people that, that they got set up. Um, Trevor, could, could we say that he has a safe to store ver- valuables? Cause I think Tony would probably lock up the ATM at this point and then like let Falcone know, I'm just going to keep this here in case, <laughs> I mean, I lost my best friend who I don't want to, you know, this, the odds of it happening again are pretty high in his opinion right now. Falcone would be trying to get like a change of clothes too, so... We had already set up at the HQ. I wouldn't see why we wouldn't have some supplies there. So, like, Tony would just come up to him after he had been out in the common area that they meet at. Said, okay, as long as it's safe, uh, do you have some way that we could access it in the case of your demise? Tony thinks about that for a second. He calls over one of his servants and has him write down a combination and hand it to Lord Falcone. And Lord Falcone will just go and stash that. Hey, wait a minute. I'm getting kind of concerned that you guys are going to cut me out of this uh, deal. Why Why would you just give him a combination to it? Tony waves at the servant and has the servant <laughs> write down the combination again <laughs> for Tajbil. All right. Well, thank you. 
I Merida it. leans over and looks at the combination <laughs> and writes it down in her notebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Lord oh, Falcom will nod in approval. He's like, it's best that we all have it. We worked for it. And we can get it back to Alloy, safe and sound. And we can get our reward. The true reward. Alright, so are we going to try and go back and get Fluffles now? or If Tony has been patched up a little bit and he's not Yeah, about we'll say to a servant tended to him and you can gain back one health, John. Alrighty. Alright. And everybody's changed up and re-equipped with any like metals and stuff that we all need. I think Falcone would grab a couple vials. Yeah, everybody replenish your stores to full as far as metals are concerned. So can I lose, or can I get a health back then as well? No, because you didn't really have injuries that could be attended to and like improved by basic first aid. And you're really not that hurt anyways. Oh yeah. Falcone, why don't you take one as well though? Okay. Yeah, Tony is still on the brink of death, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, then once that's done, Tony's actually going to take the lead for once and then just start headed back towards the docks. Okay, I think everybody should be geared up and follow. You uh, make it back to the docks, and the guy has just finished offloading the last of his cargo and uh, waves happily over to Tony and tells him that they're ready to go whenever. Tony says, good, and then just like rushes into the ship and then, like, gets goes into an inner cabin and then just, like, waits. I think one of us would have to be, like, looking out to try and find where the heck we were. Because, like, didn't we go into an inlet? Yeah. Like, a di- yeah. Well, and then you went miles past that. Yeah, and then we were running on foot, weren't we? Yeah, it was a good couple hours from where you parked at the inlet, uh, kind of following along the path of the river that because the fight wasn't too far from the river that you ended up running into them i think we would just like take shifts or lord falcon would just be like let's keep an eye out once we get close try and find an area we can set in and start tracking we weren't taking care to cover our tracks so it should be easy to pick up uh, trevor can uh, i i hate to break this up right now but can i talk to you in the uh, uh private the plot thickens <laughs> Entering private chat. Is there any way at all during this process, hear me out, that I can coin shot from the boat back to uh, Tony's manor and see if I can't get that and coin shot back or find a way back? You probably wouldn't make it back on the boat. Fair enough. All right. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm so very tempted to jump into the other thing. How, how did you guys feel when it was my turn? Oh, I was just like, oh, let's talk gossip now. I went to get aspirin. And then you guys came back before we could talk shit. Yeah, mine was pretty quick. Entering public chat. Oh. Like that. All right, it was was pointless. The magic of editing will take all your woes away. Yeah, editing is awesome, brah. Editing Editing is awesome. awesome, (laughs) I see what you did there. Editing is cool when you waste time on air. Okay, guys, after we take care of this bird, I gotta go take care of the favor that I owe this one guy. What favor, exactly? Remember when we were getting information and that one guy you started fighting? That guy. Well, can it wait after we pay Alloy? 
Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Is how how immediate is this favor? Well, considering he said right now, pretty soon. Well, it's not like he's gonna find us. No, but let's just keep on a toes. Was it really a huge favor, anyways? This was just me talking, not like Falco or anything. But what was the well, favor for? It was left open ended. Yeah, she promised him a future information favor along with the guard plans and floor layout to Lord Spook's Manor. Yeah, and considering he attacked us, she isn't really... Did she... She paid out half of that already, right? Snee didn't attack you. He didn't? I thought he did. No, that was Fent. Yeah, Snee was the guy that we just got the information with the tent. Oh. No, Fent was the guy in the first episode that ambushed you and then sent people to spy on you later. Well, too late now. Merida's like, screw the rules, I have information. <laughs> I mean, like, she already gave him the blueprints, right? The blueprints and guards plan. So she's already paid half of it, so it can't be like a huge favor, it's just an information favor. We'll see how it plays out. <laughs> We're on a boat right now, so... <laughs> That's right, I'm on a boat! Yeah, it's the Wind Waker version. <laughs> this is becoming a nautical-themed podcast. <laughs> You're gonna have to start learning, uh boat terminology, Trevor. The aft and uh, the sea prison. The helms and whatnot. Okay, so all that aside, we will jump forward in time to you guys finding your way back to the site of the battle, where you can see that the campfire is still there, but all of the people you had fought have been gone for a while. Let's say everybody roll me a wits, see if you can't find the tracks. I mean... Do, do Mist Race make tracks? What, what are we looking for? I, I would think that like there's I an got two sixes and two threes. Of the, where they've trampled things and stuff. Well, he's not very big, so... Just one nudge for Tony. I got two twos. Three ones. Are you burning tin, Merida? Yeah, I probably would be, yeah. Go ahead and add five more dice to your roll. Tajmil, yeah. Tajmil, you immediately noticed the hat and pointed out to the rest of the group. Hey, look over there, guys. There's a there's a hat. Tony runs over right away and immediately like tries to dump out fluffles. Yeah, there's no fluffles in that hat. Yeah, so I got three threes, three twos, and three fours. All right, you can kind of pick out a trail heading off into the distance more inland. Hey, guys, look over here. There's like a trail. Tony starts running down it. Oh, wait, Tony has a limp, so however fast he can do with a limp. <laughs> you're not very far ahead, but you're giving it the college try. I'll speed walk with him. Then we follow the trail. Uh, well, I mean, like, isn't Merida the one that picked it out? Can we follow the trail without Merida? Merida's following just at a leisurely pace. How does she lead from behind? She's not. <laughs> Tony's just running. Limping. Run limping. Yeah, Merida doesn't run. I, I think I'm going to try and maintain a distance between the two. <laughs> Okay, um, alright, then I, I just would immediately send my bird out, it's simultaneously coin shot. Like, do some, like- Nice. Alright, I got three sixes. And then Sonichu spots a meal, and he's like, uh, Octong, Octong! Three sixes, of uh, one and a four. You can use two of those sixes to re-roll everything else. Alright, I got another six, a five, and a three. Um, you actually end up sinking your coin deep into the mud, and it messes up your anchor. Oh, f shoot. 
And as soon as you get high enough in the air, you kind of, like, falter and the coin shoots backwards and you fall on your face. <laughs> oh, man. Merida laughs at you. Lord Falcom will just stop and stare for a second and keep on going. I make a grimace and then just dust off and start running with the group again. <laughs> <laughs> And then Sonichi is just kind of up in the air. Clear! Clear! <laughs> Clear! When did you teach it to talk? Oh, my bird knows a lot of stuff. He's not quite like this monkey I had that would play cards and smoke cigarettes, but he's pretty close. Sonichi dive bombs you and pecks you on the head. Start swatting at him. Get off me, bird! Is that your just uh, punishment anytime something out of world is referenced, Trevor? Yup. Yeah. The anachronism will police the anachronisms. He's the one <laughs> anachronism to rule them all. <laughs> exactly. So where do we end up? Where 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 does this thing head to? You go uh, quite a bit further inland than you thought it would take you. And you come upon this little cave outcrop. And you notice that there's a couple of white bones around in a couple of places. And it's starting to get towards evening and the mists are just starting to peek out when you notice a mist wraith in the distance that is not Fluffles. Uh-oh. Kind of like peeking, because you're still a little ways away from the cave, but you're just like noticing the bones around. But you see like in the distance, like right next to the cave, there's this large mist wraith. What, is it, what does it look like? How any, big is any it? Any specific shape? Uh, it's got a couple of horse heads on it. And some longer bones. It doesn't really have any specific pattern whatsoever, but the the bones are actually like rotating underneath of it, and not even keeping a straight orientation up and down, and just continuously swirling in this disgusting, grisly, very much macabre whirlpool of sinew. It's a jelly flesh tornado. Well, Merida is immediately interested and starts getting closer to observe it closer. And Tony, like, limps up to it as fast as he can, and he starts riding a sense of trust at the mist wraith, and, and he says, have you seen my, my friend Fluffles? And he, like, starts to describe what, what Fluffles looks like. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me your uh, riding. All right. Three sixes and then two nothing. So I'm gonna spend those two of those to re-roll three. Nothing. For a second, one of the horse heads like rotates and almost seems to go eye to eye with you, and you feel like something's about to happen, and then it just keeps rolling and starts heading into the cave. Tony follows him. Merida follows too. I don't think that's a great idea. And Falcom then follows after everybody goes in, because they obviously won't listen to him at this point. So you all head into this cave, and you're noticing uh, veins of a couple different metals as you go through. It's a very metal-rich area in this natural outcropping that's getting more towards the roughs area of the Scadrial. And uh, not, not very rough, but obviously, as of yet, uncolonized by the people of Elendel. Because they would have been all over this metal vein down this mi- this shaft that uh, almost looks like it could have been a mine shaft from Old World Scadrial. And you kind of follow this mist wraith down and it's very slow because it's just meandering its way down this tunnel. 
and you get to the very bottom of the tunnel as you notice that there's this pouch-like formation that has what looks like a still-rotting carcass inside of the one Mistwraith's body. And as you get to the very bottom of the shaft, that pouch kind of opens up and spills out onto the floor, and Fluffles, from the corner, comes over and starts to eat the rotting carcass. Tony just shouts with joy, Fluffles! And he runs over and he starts petting him. And as soon as like you pick up Fluffles, who is noticeably... No, he, he didn't pick him up. He, uh, he's not going to interrupt the eating. He's going to let him eat, and he's just going to like pet him. It, is that a human carcass? Uh, it's not human carcass. Oh, okay. Just like, what kind of carcass? What size are we talking now? Who is Fluffles today? <laughs> I'm I'm half tempted to just take the cheap way out and say Mink, but this is the wrong franchise for that. It's you know maybe like a dog size. Okay. Oh, okay. I I think Falcone, like when he sees all this, like and Tony going towards it, would like try and grab him and be like, "Be cautious." Tony is like, "Don't worry, he's a vegetarian." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As he cluts down on meat. That's right. <laughs> he doesn't eat people. I don't think that's what you meant to say. Tajmil, you notice as Tony bends down and starts petting Fluffles that the other mist wraith is just kind of like its muscles are tensing up and it's kind of like compressing a little bit as the muscles start to contract. So it's looking like it's starting to get a little antsy is what I'm yep. getting. Okay. I would note. I would say, hey, Falcone. Uh, what do you say we grab this rabbit thing and boogie on out of here? Because this uh, aminol over here is looking kind of pissy. Falcone is gonna once again touch Tony's shoulder. Say, we need to get going. And, and Tony says, but but Fluffles isn't finished eating. He's hungry. I want to ask you a question right now, Tony. Does Fluffles seem more at home in your hat, or does he seem more at home right here? Well, I don't think he'll fit in the hat anymore. But He definitely won't fit in the hat anymore. But we can get him a bigger bed, don't worry about it. <laughs> I am worried about what's going to happen if we try and take Fluffles. Have you ever dealt with wildlife in this capacity before? Oh, uh, no, I have servants. <laughs> these things can quickly get out of hand and your hand may quickly not become your hand or become not your hand oh well if we ask them nicely I'm, I'm we'll tell them that Fluffles will come back to visit is Fa like so Falcom gets the message that you're not not gonna listen to him right pretty much well, then I'll head to the bite shaft. <laughs> comes like, nope. So Tony's going to turn to the other mist wraith, and he's going to to thank him, or thank the, the bigger mist wraith, and he's going to send out a rioting of gratitude towards him. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, are you sure you don't just want to stay here, man? It seems like you fit in. All right, so Tony is basically at this point going to wait until a reasonable amount of time to when... Fluffles stops eating, and then, like, try and grab Fluffles and go. What is the exact, like, where is everybody in this layout? How big is this cave we're in, and, like, where is everybody in the race? The cave is fairly large, uh, especially the tunnel coming through, because 
the mist wraith is like a, it's got horse pieces in it, so it's it's bigger than a horse. And the cave itself is large enough for let's say like four or five of these creatures to comfortably rest in. Lord Falcombe is standing nearest to the entrance, like kind of I'm guessing half ducked in and out of the way going up. Yep. Tony is about ha- like middle square middle of the room. Fluffles next to him, and the mist wraith is like kind of looming over the two of them. And Sonichu is flying around the ceiling, saying, "Follow, follow." Hey, come on! Let's <laughs> listen to my bird, guys. Let's get out of this joint. Tony, let's go. Come on. Yeah, that's what I said. He waits and then then grabs him. All right, go ahead and roll me your physique. Tony got nothing. Yeah, you feel this great weight like push against you, and it actually knocks you down to the ground, and like you kind of feel like these muscles constrict around you, and like kind of trying to to pull you away. From Fluffles, as the mist wraith kind of rolls over you. And Tony screams, he's like, ah! As soon as, like, Falcom sees any of this, he's gonna knock back a metal vial, and he's gonna run at Tony. So, as long as it takes him to get there. It shouldn't take more than a couple seconds. And it's not like this thing is moving quickly. It's just, like, kind of, like, pushing forward to protect what it thinks is its young. Okay, like, Falcom's gonna grab Tony and, like, try and back him off, like, physically. Give me a physique roll. Do you really want me to give you a physique roll? Oh, yeah, this thing matches you toe-to-toe. No, no, I'm grabbing Tony. I'm not grabbing yeah, it. it is also grabbing Tony. Oh, no, then never mind, I'm not- Okay, well, alright. No. No, we're not. No. Okay. I got two fives I see for sure, so that's that. Yeah, that beat him out. I have no nudges, but... You're uh, pulling on Tony, and you just kind of feel like this suction release, almost with a pop. And Tony comes free, and you manage to like pull him up onto his feet in the same breath. I'm going to put Tony behind me. I'm not going to like try and get him out of the way, but like I'm going to get in between the two. Falcom, you saved me. Fluffles, come here, let's go. And he calls out the Fluffles and tries to riot his sense of obedience. Go ahead and add uh, one to that roll. Do what? Add one to your roll. Because Fluffles has known you for so long. Pair of threes. Uh, Fluffles starts moving towards you, and the Mistwraith responds... By, like, following Fluffles as they both slowly shift towards the rest of the group. Both of them come? Both, yeah, because both, Fluffles is following Tony and the Mist Wraith is following Fluffles. Tony's happy and he just starts walking out of the cave. <laughs> okay. I think Falco would just try and get ahead of it all and get out the cave. Yeah, Meredith's going to start writing stuff because she got a load of information. And you emerge back into what is full-on night now, with the mists surrounding the area. Right behind Tony, Fluffles kind of crawls his way out into the open mists. And then the other giant mist wraith kind of follows behind him. And Tajmil, you notice that like its bunched-up, coiled look has very much subsided, since there doesn't seem to be anything going on right now that it's worried about. I start uh, trying to make my way back to Tony's. Uh, place because we got his his freakish creature he calls a pet 
And well, we need to get back to the boat, right? Yeah. Did they? Did they stay? We'll say you paid him enough. Uh, you are moving at a very slow pace, as is, because Fluffles does not move that fast. Tony might not move that fast, but Fluffles is slower. How slow? Uh, it would probably, you'd have to walk through the night to uh, make it back in time to meet up with the boat owner. Well, what are we going to do? I, I want to go back because uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, yeah, I think I left my stove on back uh, there at Tony's house. I don't care Claire! about that. Back, back, back. We have a slight issue at hand. We came to get Fluffles, and now Fluffles has a friend. More allies. Tony says, well, don't worry, we'll just take him with us. And he tries to pet the bigger mist wraith. <laughs> Am I able to break off and start going to that location from the hand signal earlier? You're far away from the city right now. Ah, uh, son of a gun. So can we start heading back towards the boat then? I don't know what to tell you guys about uh, Fluffles, but uh, I need to get back to the city because I'm missing a very important appointment. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> Tony says, let's go, and he starts walking again. And the mist wraiths follow. You've got a little train behind you, but you're going to be walking for a very long time as is. How many hours? Like, uh, you'll, you'll basically walk all through the night, just because of how slow those two are. Lord Falcombe is gonna say, I'll take a forward group, we'll tell the boat to wait for us, for the rest of us. Tony, you and your crew of, uh, Mist Wraith can follow us. You know where you're going, right? Tony says, Roger, and, and gives you, like, a salute. He's going to look at Taj Mill and say, you want to come ahead with me? I would just immediately try another coin shot. All right, I got two fours, a two, and two sixes. Yeah, you're able to maintain a, a nice even clip if you're going to be rushing ahead. I'm, I'm going to start running to the boat, too. I'm going to be, like, going full, full bore. Go ahead and give me a uh, physique roll. I got two fives and three sixes. Yeah, you guys make it there pretty easily. What do you tell the ship's captain? Full steam ahead. We need to leave these bozos behind. Pay no mind to him. The person that chartered this boat will be back. We will have a slight amount of cargo. Do you have an area that we can store something? I assume that you're empty after we left. What kind of cargo are you talking about? Livestock. Livestock, yes. Lives where did you get livestock out here? Oh well uh, we, we treated a cow. If you if <laughs> Is there is there a wild herd? Because there's some money in that and I could might send my boys out with him. No, 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 no. Precious um, cargo. It's it's something that we we might need a container for. Do you have any extra boxes, crates, so on and so forth? I've got a couple of them here. And he shows you some like smaller boxes that you could carry in your arms. No, no larger, sir. Oh, what kind of livestock are you talking about here? Rabbits. I'm talking more of a horse size. There's a the wild herd of horses out there. No, 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 no. It, it's my friend's monster. 
It's not a horse. <laughs> it's a monster. It's a horse monster. It is what used to be considered a monster. I think we all know more now. Oh, no, you, you speak it, please. He's gonna see the devilish creature. It's a mystery. It's a mistwraith. You want to bring a mistwraith on my boat? We two have mistwraiths. To. You want to bring two mistwraiths on my boat? Yes, sir. <laughs> what in the bloody hell is wrong with you? How do you think the folks in the city are gonna respond to it? Harmony above. You're just gonna I... waltz up to the dock with two mistwraiths, and everybody's supposed to ignore it. I think you're being paid to ignore it. Do you re- do you remember what the man paid you for this? That's that's a fair point, but I'm just letting you know the harbor master is not going he to be happy with He paid you me. well to get here. He'll pay you well to get back, I'm sure. He'll pay the harbor master if he needs to. But it's not really your problem, is it? Just storage is your problem. He starts trying to chuckling to himself. He's just like, I'm going to have to see this. At least to hear all the whispers of the Mithraith parade going it's through the city. something to be seen. He like, throws up his hand and he walks the other way. Falcom's gonna put his hand to his head and just groan. He's over it. <laughs> it seems about right. I think that's a great place for us to end this episode. Let's give out some advancements. Everybody's gonna get one advancement for finishing up the uh, metallurgist quest line. We're going to give Lord Falcone one for convincing Tony to come with the rest of the group. We're going to give Tajmil one for uh, finding a way to blame somebody else for being suspicious when he really he just wanted a way to get into the safe himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merida's going to get one for her performance with Tony as well. Very into character. And then, <laughs> Tony, I'm going to give you two for uh, completely outdoing my expectations of what was going to happen with that mist wraith over there because I, I didn't expect you to be like oh I've got two of them now <laughs> that's right Tony's <laughs> best friend is a mist wraith of course the other one's his friend too in 50 years there'll be Tony's uh, <laughs> ranch for the disenfranchised mist wraith that might be a thing <laughs> <laughs> alright well thanks everybody for listening I hope you turn in, tune in next time where we will finally get going on more main quest. You say that. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Bye bye. Nini, Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game is a product of Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LLOS Podcast. Or give us an email at lostlegendsofscadriel at gmail.com. We hope that you'll like and share and give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.